Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Yellai, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Mr. Kishore Reddy, who is the founder of Mana Projects Private Limited, uh, which is one of the largest uh, real estate giants in Bangalore, dealing into development, construction, and infrastructure projects. Uh, hi, Mr. Kishore. Welcome to Yellai. Hello. Hi. How are you? Uh, I'm good, Mr. Kishore. How about you? I'm good. Thank you for inviting on ELI. It's it's our like pleasure. To... Uh, I I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us a bit about your pre-entrepreneurial background. Like, uh, where were you born and brought up? Where did you study? Which all companies uh, did you work for before uh, starting on your own venture? Yeah, uh, I studied uh, in um, Nellore district in Andhra. Born in uh, Nellore. From there, I moved to Vishakhapatnam and then moved to Bangalore. Uh, almost 32 years back, I moved to Bangalore. So I'm in Bangalore from more than three decades. So I completed my graduation and uh, moved into hospitality industry uh, to start with as an entrepreneurial journey. Initially, I had a couple of restaurants in Bangalore and was into more into uh, food and F&B business. Mm -hmm. During 2000, uh, there was a lot of opportunity for uh, real estate in Bangalore. Uh, a lot of IT crowd was getting employed in Bangalore, uh, especially in the uh, south and the southeast part of Bangalore. So right. I thought that that will be a good opportunity for me if I can move into real estate. There was a lot of uh, demand for quality homes and mm -hmm. good homes so I've seen a lot of gap there. So I thought, oh, we'll venture into real estate and started my journey in 2000. Got it. So when you started, did you have any uh, sort of knowledge or know-how of or real estate? What were the initial uh, challenges uh, uh, that you faced? Because any industry you enter, if it is a new industry, you have to, you know, initially learn a lot of things and then you can, you know, do good uh, things in that industry. True, true. Initially, there are n number of challenges for there because I was moving into a new industry, which is not, um, I was not well aware about the industry. So, so I had to learn a lot of things and uh, have some consultants help. And um, without much of team, I had to start my career. So it's almost literally uh, no partners or no employees when, when I just started the first project. Then I started um, getting people on board as work was in progress and we started able to deliver a couple of projects. Then we started having proper team and structured format. Got it. That's how the journey. Tell us more about the first project, like where it was uh, and, uh, you know, what was the scale of the project uh, and any, any other detail you would like to share? Our starting was very, very humble beginning. So we started with two projects in one go almost. One was in um, Old Madras Road and one was uh, near um, Bellendur, Sajapur Outer Ring Road. So both were very small projects with 20 odd units in each. And then, so initially we had to plan a lot and took a lot of time to kickstart the project to get everything in the right way so that 
we uh, cater to our uh, clients expectations so that's what a very challenging journey initially we had to uh, speaking of clients uh, can you tell us how do you usually go about you know acquiring clients how do you acquire them so our first projects was uh, more, more of um, word of mouth or um, uh, getting connected with uh, it establishments in and around our project and trying to get some leads and converting them not we were not advertising in a big way it was like uh, one lead if you get through the him we try and get some more clients and if one person buys and we used to ask him to refer his friends or some friends or relatives or something like that so it was always like um, organic way we were able to sell initially mm -hmm. so after a couple of projects we were ha having enough budget to do digital marketing and uh, other uh, forms of marketing like uh, telecalling and uh, mm -hmm. codings we were able to do after some time not in the initial stage uh, as a real estate uh, developer i think the first project is critical because you need a lot of investment uh, upfront and uh, of course banks will fund you but you need to have that uh, fund yourself also to you know uh, put into the project so can you tell us about it like how did you arrange the funds and w what was the funding challenges in the first project yes uh, as you know real estate is a very capital intensive um, industry so we need to have a lot of uh, investment for land procurement and construction fund. so initially it's uh, tough to get any finance since it's a new company, we can't expect the banks to fund us. So mm -hmm. at least for the first two projects, we have to have internal accruals or have some angel investors coming in. So I have had a couple of angel investors like my father and my uncle who invested on me initially. And uh, uh, first land parcels were offered by my uncle. He was given that land is... Uh, Oh, he invest, uh, he offered me the land as joint development. So through that, my capital requirement has come down. I had to invest more on uh, construction, not on the land. So that's how I was able to mobilize funds for uh, construction. Got it. So first two, two projects, I had a tough time to raise the funds. But slowly we got into a guru where we, we can raise through our uh, existing clients or through construction finance and our internal accruals. Like you mentioned, uh, you started with 20 units uh, as a project uh, and now you are yes. dealing into uh, very large scale projects. Uh, so that True. scale up experience, uh, tell us a bit about it. I, I think in any venture, there is a one point when you, you know, feel that this is the inflection point from now on, you have to look for scale and larger uh, size of uh, business so what when were which year did this happen and what was that you know big break uh, for your venture initially we were focusing on uh, having continuity of the projects like uh, one project should be in uh, design stage second project should be in uh, uh, foundation stage and third project should be in uh, structure stage and uh, fourth project should be in finishing stage 
so that all my contractors and employees are engaged throughout the cycle of the construction activity. So that we took at least three to four years to achieve that. So once you have four projects continuously happening at the same time, so whole of your contractors will be engaged and your cycle construction cycle is completed. So we took three to four years to achieve that. After that, um, we tried to scale up our uh, size of the projects. Instead of doing 20, 30, 40 projects, we increased our size and started uh, capturing larger projects. So it was organic growth until uh, 2008. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, speaking of 2008, that was the year when the housing bubble happened and, you know, total real estate market crashed also. Any impact on Indian real estate industry and uh, how did your venture uh, uh, face that crisis? During um, 2008, there was a big impact on real estate, especially in um, IT-dependent uh, cities. So Bangalore was fully dependent on IT uh, employees and uh, our uh, projects were positioned in the, those locations. So we had a tough time during 2008 session. So we had to uh, face a lot of uh, sales challenges and execution challenges during that period. And uh, speaking of uh, these events, I think another big event that happened in Indian economy was the demonetization. And uh, in real estate, uh, as you would also agree that a lot of transactions happen in cash. So any impact of demonetization that happened to you know your industry and uh, your venture in particular? Demonetization has affected uh, sentiments in uh, real estate. But uh, in Bangalore, most of the clients are... Uh, from IT, uh, so they don't have any liquid cash in their hand. Most of them go for 100% loan, 80% loan or 90%. So there is no cash component in these areas where we are operating. So it has not affected um, because of cash component, but it affected because of the sentiment was low. Mm -hmm. So we had to sustain for at least six to seven months without much of sales and then it started picking up immediately. Going back to your last question, during um, during the recession, uh, we had uh, some options like um, how to survive that um, two years of time. No? We were not sure of it will take six months or one year or two years. So most of our um, mid-sized developers started scaling down their team size or reducing their operating costs. That was the one option. One option is continue whatever you are doing. So we took third option, which is that during that period, what I have done is we have taken up external job works, like contracting works, and made our um, team size larger and prepared ourselves mentally, physically, and um, trained our team to gear up for the next uh, wave of real estate. So when 2008, we started seeing uh, positive results in real estate, we have uh, doubled our size and we have increased our uh, project size or scale with more team what we have built during that uh, low time. 
So that was, we turned that uh, recession period into our advantage. Got it. Uh, speaking of uh, crisis periods, I think uh, one of the recent crises that happened was uh, COVID. How did COVID play out for you? Because that was the time when uh, our country saw reverse migration. People left uh, bigger cities, especially in cities where there was a lot of IT crowd. And IT is one industry where uh, work from home is possible. So they don't need to uh, stay in metro cities to work for a, a large MNC. So I think Bangalore uh, saw that. Uh, how did it play out for you? So during uh, COVID period, it was a tough for us. Everybody was scared how to uh, survive and uh, a lot of people were worried about their future and um, uh, almost three months plus we had a lockdown and so we made sure that all our employees get their salaries on time. In fact, we are given bonus and advance ahead of um, shutdown and made sure that everybody had their basic needs at their home and same way we did do our contract labor also and try to maintain everyone in the site without uh, any untowards in incidents took care of all the hygiene requirements and medical requirements and provisions, whatever uh, required for day-to-day uh, -day requirements we have organized. Um, so we had a almost minimal migration from our execution team towards their hometowns or anything. But when it comes to... IT people, yes, a lot of IT people move to, move to their hometowns or move to their comfort comfort zone locations and started operating from there. But as, as soon as lockdown opened, people started coming back quickly to their respective homes. If they are not uh, attending their office also, they migrated back to their homes or paying guests or whatever. So they've come back and started... Uh, operating from Bangalore. So we've seen a huge influx of people coming back and demand multiplying and uh, demand for larger units started mm -hmm. coming in. After COVID, uh, people who were looking at two bedrooms started looking at three bedroom. People who are looking at three bedrooms started at four bedrooms or villas. So people's uh, mindset has changed and they want to have a more larger living spaces than what they had earlier. So that helped us after COVID. Right. Um, so uh, from 2000 uh, to 2023, I, I think it's been almost 23 years of operating uh, MANA Group. Uh, tell us what has been some of the biggest hurdles or biggest challenges in your journey, which, you know, made you think like, boss, this is a mistake or, you know, why did I start on this? entrepreneur journey any any such big large large challenges for you yeah uh, we have to say big challenges initially only we have seen all the challenges possible like uh, sourcing the right land sourcing right location designing light uh, right product for the buyers and understanding their requirements and doing gap analysis and trying to fit in some green elements and unique uh, elements in the project. Design stage only we um, faced a lot of challenges. And after um, design is done, um, we started execution. So people have to believe us. So 
they are investing their hard earned money or future hard earned money so making them to believe us also was a little tough um, thing in the initial stage then um, bringing investment to execute the project also was without bank help or without any financial institution helps so it was a little tough then we started seeing decent growth and whatever we generated uh, we reinvested into the project never took out much uh, in almost a decade time we reinvested everything in the project so we, that's how we were able to scale up step by step yes but challenges are there like uh, 2008 we had a big challenge again demonetization uh, did monetization happened because of um sentiment was low during that time that's why we had a challenge and during gst again some confusion was there to employees whether gst will be passed down to them or uh, composite structure or those structures they were worried for some time and during uh, rare also there was confusion of uh, registrations and um, migrating from non rare compliance period to rare period those were some confusion times again um, during covid also is challenging time these are the major challenging times we have seen in our 23 years journey but every challenge we were able to overcome strongly and better way through internal analysis and uh, um, trying to improve our current way of operation current way of thought process so we overcome came all the uh, hurdles in better way than what we were doing earlier mm. got it so uh, one thing i wanted to ask is uh, in in the typical startup world uh, sometimes people are encouraged to do mistakes make mistakes and uh, uh, through these mistakes iterations you learn a lot and that is how some of the good companies good ventures have been formed but in real estate i think mistakes are costly i have seen many projects where you know uh, they have constructed mm-hmm. like 10 floors and then the you know due to land dispute the project got stopped so mistakes can be very costly tell us about i'm sure you would have done some some of the mistakes in your uh, journey as well tell us some stories around you know some of the some of the costly mistakes if you have ever made no luckily we tried uh, not to face that situation and uh, we were good enough in um, procuring right land parcels in right location without any litigations or anything so most of the projects we sailed through though we have uh, initially seen some small challenges but we were able to sail through all the issues legal issues that was one boon for us uh, apart from that sales issues will be there and uh, the product mix you might be doing some mistake so uh, all those things we avoided through taking our consultants help and uh, um, meeting our um, fellow builders or meeting mentors and understanding the market better than senior uh, builders meeting them and understanding the product and understanding the future customer requirements we are always try to be as best as possible so i think we can say we minimized all our the challenges what could have come so that's how we are here 
what would you say are some of the unique things about Mana Group? I, I think there are multiple developers in the country and in Bangalore itself, there are like 100 different uh, developers who are uh, constructing large scale projects. What are the uniqueness or what are the uh, differentiators that Mana Group has over other uh, players in the market? Sure, yeah. Um, differentiator majorly sustainable living and bringing a lot of nature into your uh, living spaces. So like um, most of the people prefer to have an independent house, having a bungalow or a villa or something like that. But because of cost of land has gone up so much, it's not that easy to buy a villa or a bungalow. So um, most of the people are going for uh, high-rise apartments where they can reduce their cost of uh, purchase. So... What we have brought in is we have brought more larger terraces, more garden spaces. We want to give them a feel of living in an independent house. So they won't miss out an independent house. So they won't feel that customer-like um, situation where they have more open spaces, more terraces, more greenery. And we bring in a lot of um, amenities which are suitable to that uh, targeted clients. So we have different segments for every project. So we target uh, clients based on the amenities and based on the USP and uh, see that we cater all their aspirations. Got it. Uh, can you tell us what are some of the uh, recent trends that are happening in the real estate industry? I think one of the things that I have observed is uh, people are moving from tier one cities to tier two cities and tier two cities the buildings and the real estate is going expensive in at par with tier one cities right now so what are some other trends that you have observed or uh, you you are you know witnessing right now mm -hmm. there are some cases where uh, tier, tier two cities are doing little better than earlier but i never seen uh, tier one uh, cities are losing their um, market share it's always increasing why? Because there is a lot of uh, social infrastructure available in uh, tier one cities, like schools, colleges, hospitals, and they have to now work from home is uh, been coming down day by day. So they have to report to their corporate offices. So uh, tier one cities are still doing aggressively well. Like uh, if uh, your project is located within decent distance to their office and their kids school and uh, social amenities so definitely you'll see a lot of uh, traction in that so, so trend is people are looking for larger units than smaller units earlier they used to use look for smaller compact two bedroom or compact three bedroom now they are looking at larger uh, two bedrooms or especially study room where if they have a requirement of doing work from home, they can use that. Or they have guests, they can use that. Study room can be converted into uh, one more bedroom. Or they are looking like convertible homes where your uh, one bedroom can be converted into living space, more extra large living spaces. So we recently had one project of Mana Capital where we have done convertible homes with movable walls. People liked it. And it went uh, on sales were like a tremendously good response we had. Uh, 
So those are the things people are liking with more garden spaces. Like we have created a kitchen garden in terrace, whole terrace. So people love the concept and they buy into the concept. So those are the things they love, more greenery, more um, kitchen gardens, more convertible homes, larger living spaces, larger terraces. These are the trends currently. Speaking of larger spaces, uh, I think uh, for large space, you also need large piece of land and that is uh, always outside the city limits. So I think uh, recently outside Bangalore in the outskirts, uh, mainly near the airport area, I'm seeing a lot of uh, new projects that have come up and it's growing at an exponential rate uh, compared to pre-COVID period. I think uh, that's that's one of the you know recent uh, things that is happening in the industry. Is it because people are loving to stay outside city or maybe in the outskirts of the city? It's not like that. Once you go for a larger project, it is like a self-sustaining project where you have uh, some retail space, some clinic space, some medical space, or uh, nice uh, clubs, courts. Uh, activities, swimming pools and other things. So it is like a self-sustained uh, community. So people are preferring to go to that communities than living in a standalone building and living within the city limits or heart of the city. I'm not saying it's out of the city, but these larger parcels are very closer to outer ring road or main artery roads and main roads where they have good connectivity. So when we go to larger communities, where you have all social infrastructure and uh, uh, retail spaces, most of the things are um, available there. So, so you don't feel whether you are in the heart of the city or uh, periphery of the city or within the ring road of the city. Right. Um, my final question. So all these years yes. of entrepreneurship, I think uh, you'd have uh, learned a lot of lessons uh, as an entrepreneur, which are not applicable to real estate but in general it is applicable to uh, all sort of ventures like uh, it's universally applicable evergreen learnings so tell us uh, some of the top learnings that you have had uh, which we can carry and probably apply to our ventures as well yes so as per me customer centric focus should be there all the time and your customer satisfaction is the top priority and quality has to be top-notch. You can't compromise since, especially if it is real estate, you are building projects which will last for generations. So you have to create a landmark project. You just can't build one more building. It should be like that. And uh, continual improvement in your processes and uh, achievements has to be there. And uh, bringing a sustainable living and uh, bringing more uh, uniqueness in your projects and uh, Adapting to new technology, coming technologies will definitely give you good uh, strength in your business and an entrepreneurial uh, journey. Well, uh, on this note, uh, we have come to the closure of the session. Uh, thanks for joining us, Mr. Kishore. It was a pleasure to have you on our platform and our best wishes for Mana Group. Thank you. All the best to your uh, e LI team. Thank you very Thank much you. to having me on uh, your uh, broadcast. Thank you. See you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Kishore. Bye.